Julie Sherm from MLive and Michigan's Best, and I'm excited to introduce our guest with you and a new series that we're going to be focusing on over the next couple of weeks called Crafted in Michigan. We've got Sandy Anelker with us from Founders Brewing Company. Sandy, welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I am so excited. I've been a big time fan of Founders for a long time, as everybody who knows me and my love of beer. But what you guys have done over the last um, couple months um, in light of the COVID-19 and coronavirus problems is you've introduced a new program to shed a little light on uh, artisans and craftspeople across Michigan called Crafted in Michigan. Sandy, tell me a little bit more about this uh, project. Yeah, so once the stay-at-home order happened, we didn't feel that consumers or our fans really wanted to hear a big brand message, um, that there was a lot of people that were impacted this uh, from a health perspective, uh, as well as from an economic perspective and not being able to get their message out and primarily small businesses. Over the time, we at Founders work with a number of artists. Um, a lot of people on our team uh, have artists that they uh, live with or are married to. Um, and, and as we started thinking about how we could use our social media channels, our communication methods, the media that we already have available to us, how can we use our resources to help those uh, those impacted economically, financially, and, and, and the ability to share their messages um, using the resources that we have. Um, we started discussing a lot about the people that we've worked with in the past, people like Wusa, people like Brambles Woodwork, um, and we went down this path of Crafted in MI. Um, we being a craft brewery, we really wanted to do something that uh, impacted the crafters in Michigan, um, both in Grand Rapids, Detroit, and throughout the state. And so then we started reaching out to a number of different businesses. First, we started with the relationships that we had internally, and it sort of snowballed from there. That's awesome. Now, mm -hmm. it's kind of like you're harnessing, you're the VP of marketing at Founders. So it's kind of like you're, mm -hmm. you're harnessing the power that of, of your social media that Founders already had to do mm -hmm. a little good for, for others who might not be as big as you guys are. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what we were we were aiming to do. Um, and we could talk about beer all day. Um, and that's usually what we do is we talk about beer all day. But it just didn't feel right in the moment to be doing that when we knew there were a lot of people who had helped us along the way, um, you know, by, by crafting uh, art for Founders Fest or, or things like that, people who created labels for us in the past, that we should be using our megaphone to help. Well, and when I look at the list, and people, of course, can go to the Founders website if they want to uh, get the complete list of people that you're currently working with, or if they maybe want to nominate a business that might need a little bit of help, right? Um, but I, right. I, you had a pretty diverse um, group of businesses that you were working with all across the state, like you said. Um, what, how did you pick them all? Were they all places that you had worked with before? Because we're talking, you've got like everything from dog biscuits to knives. <laughs> yeah, so it started out with the people that we've worked in the past, people like your city dog biscuits, people that we've, uh, that we've had relationships in the past. And then it really just, as word started getting out about what we were doing, as we started seeing success stories, I think it was just word of mouth that really drove it, that started bringing more businesses to us. And what we wanted to do was have, a, have diversity in the type of businesses that we were showing and the type of crafters that we were showing. We wanted to show musicians and uh, food crafters, coffee crafters, artisans, things like that, uh, craft trades like that, that we could highlight. So I, I think I think because we had such initial success, or at least the people that we featured had such initial success, it sort of snowballed for them. And what we wanted to just show is businesses that across a number of different trades that we could that we could highlight. So what's been founders approach in in this? Is it are you simply just promoting them on social media? Or is there are there other tie ins that founders is doing? 
We're primarily we're primarily focused on social media um, with this. Uh, we've we've done some website features and things like that, but primarily social media has been our our social media platform has has grown to be pretty huge over the last number of years, and it's a credit to our social media team for the impact that they've had. Um, it allows us to do it in a very efficient and effective way to reach our audience. And the other thing is, it's a very our audience is super engaged with our brand, and they want to help. They want community outreach. They want to be able to help the artisans of, 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 uh, and the crafters of Michigan. Um, and so it is really the best way for us to be able to promote these businesses is that we have a large group of dedicated, altruistic fans who want to be part of this. Well, it doesn't hurt that a lot of these um, crafters are making some pretty awesome things. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that does make it a little bit easier. Um, I know my dogs love the dog biscuits from Beer City Dog Biscuits, and they're so cute because they come in your growler and you know, you can, it's like you're giving your dogs a beer. <laughs> it is. And uh, our, our, one of our owners, Dave Angbers, he loves Beer City Dog Biscuits. Well, I remember one day he, he brought the dog biscuits around. I, I guess it's safe for human consumption too. So <laughs> he had everybody eating dog biscuits. And it was, uh, it was one of the stranger moments in my marketing career. <laughs> it sounds like Dave. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, how many um, places did you start with? And then how many have you kind of, how many do you have now? We started with, uh, we started, when we started this, it was really myself and our, so it was on a Sunday, just to take a step back. It was on a Sunday after the stay at home order came down. And, and we had founders, we had closed down before then, just in the interest of public safety. Um, but I remember calling our social media manager, Cheka Jasinski, and we were like, what do we do? Who do we help? Um, she's actually married to uh, uh, the owner of uh, Brambles Woodwork. So we started thinking about the artist there. We started immediately, she and her team started reaching out. We probably had a handful that immediately responded and wanted to be a part of this. We've featured, I can't even count right now. I'm trying, I have a list in front of me. It's not itemized, but I think it's probably over around, uh, probably around 30 or 40 that we featured. Um, and we've, we've now evolved it to featuring breweries as well. So that's just the artists and crafters that we featured. We're now, we've now evolved the mess because it's done so well and done so much good. We also wanted to reach out to our brewing community uh, locally. And so now we've evolved the message into breweries that we're featuring. And I absolutely love that. And I have to say, I didn't know that you were planning on doing the reaching out to the breweries. And I just happened to see it on Twitter one day. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like, yeah. What a cool thing for the, the kind of big brother of Michigan beer to, to use your platform to help other smaller breweries get their message out, especially right now. Yeah, and you know, that was the thinking, you know, we, we had reached out, our brewmaster, Jeremy Kosmicki, is, has a close relationship with a number of the breweries here. He, he brews with them, um, he's inspired by them, um, and we reached out to him to, to, to help us with the outreach to other breweries because we know um, some of the breweries had to close their tap rooms, as did we, um, but that, that, that's a great financial strain for them and their employees, but they were still offering and are offering curbside. Um, now, now things are a lot more open too, but um, we wanted, there are a lot of amazing breweries in Michigan, um, and there's a lot of them that don't, that do things that we just can't do also on the brewing side. There's, they do amazing sours, they do a, a, a number of different, different, have a number of different capabilities that, um, that we wanted to highlight. And so, yeah, we wanted to evolve that message to go beyond the artists. And we, we still are featuring artists. Um, we still are featuring um, local crafters, but you know, craft and craft, you can't say craft in Michigan without craft beer. 
Um, and so, yeah, we wanted to highlight those relationships that we've made along the way um, all over the state on the, in the beer industry. I think that's amazing and awesome. And of course, Jeremy came up with that because he's great. Yeah. <laughs> so um, what has been the response from the artists? What have you heard from some of the people that you have um, featured um, at Founders? The, uh, it's been great. It's been phenomenal. Um, and it's gone well beyond what we expected. We didn't really realize, you know, it was easy for me to say earlier in this interview, the power of our social media and the power that, the power that our fans, and it's, real, it's really those who follow our social media who, who've enabled the success of this. We didn't really realize that coming into it. We thought we were doing something good um, during this time versus just talking about our own brand. We didn't realize how powerful it was going to end up being for a number of, of, of these artists. Um, we had one artist reach out as one of the early ones we featured at uh, with Solstice Handmade, who was able to pay off debt that she was unsure she was going to be able to pay off um, because she wasn't able to sell her wares in, in, in shows um, and at fairs. Um, we've had others reach out to tell us that they sold out within hours of the post, um, much to the chagrin of some of our employees who tried to order and were immediately told too bad. Uh, we don't have anything to sell to you. Um, so there's been a number of those where we've seen either increases in their own social media following, um, selling out of their inventory, being able to pay off debt. Uh, there's been a number of those success stories that we're, we're really proud of and we're really excited that we were able to do that. That's fantastic. So mm -hmm. I, have to, I have to bring up the elephant in the room. Founders has gone through a, a tough couple months uh, mm -hmm. with a lot of um, hard publicity, a lot of interesting things. And you mentioned the, the power of your fans um, and mm -hmm. the power of your social media. And I, I kind of, I feel like this is a, a great program, a way to change the narrative a little bit um, and maybe regain it uh, back to founders in the sense of your commitment to Michigan, your commitment to the craft, not just the craft beer industry, but crafters in general, and to come back to your fans the way you guys always were, you know, that it was, you know, brewed for, for you, but enjoyed by everyone. Is there anything you want to say about that and where founders is moving forward on, on those issues? Yeah, you know, it does, it does, like you said, it, it does change the conversation, but it's not something that, okay, good, we're, we're free of, of everything. You know, we, we're completely mindful of that. And I think we've done a number of, one of the things that we have done during all of the Crafted and MI campaign is that um, we did make uh, significant donations to a number of organizations, including Black Lives Matter. Um, we've also made a number of, of changes internally. Um, we've hired a, a new diversity, equity, and inclusion director, um, we're making, we're having an employee-led transformation of our internal um, diversity, equity, inclusion practices. Um, we will share that selectively, especially once we have results. We will continue to donate to um, those platforms and funds that are making great social change. Um, and, and that's not going to go away just because we've had positive PR from one thing. We, we realize that there's a number of things that not only we can need to and can change internally, um, but there's a lot of good that we can do in the community, despite what public perception may be in pockets of whether we should be part of that conversation or not because of um, the perception of our PR challenges and, 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 and what we experienced um, and what we um, have been a part of over, as you mentioned, the, the rough couple months that we had. Um, it, it's, never, it's never too late to do the right thing. And that's the way that we are operating. Um, and regardless of anyone feels that we should or shouldn't, we want to do the right thing. And we, the change starts internally, but when we have those opportunities to do external good, we will 
we will continue to do those. I love that. And now that the Detroit tap room is reopened, both of your tap rooms are reopened, we should say, both Grand Rapids and Detroit. Yes, both are one of, your, one of your commitments was that for a whole year, all the proceeds from the Detroit tap room for, were- Yep, for two, for, for two years, yep. Yeah, for two Excuse years. Excuse me, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and you're still planning on, on donating that money, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's still the plan that's always been. Unfortunately, we, we opened, we had a great opening, we have a great new general manager there, and um, then unfortunately, we, we had to close our tap rooms down because of the pandemic. Um, but we are back open. That commitment remains that we will continue to donate our profits, donate our profits from that facility to local charities in the Detroit area. Well, you guys had, I mean, you were, you know, part of the conversation. So in my mind, you still need to be a part of the conversation every, every day in every way. And yeah, I, I agree that, you know, change, it needs, it needs to happen and it is happening, um, mm -hmm. whether it's small incremental things, but your support of these artisans and of the craft beer industry continues. Uh, and people I know are probably excited to be coming back to founders and getting to drink. I know I want to come back and drink some, some beer. <laughs> Out of these artisans that you guys are focusing on and crafted in Michigan, do you have a favorite, Sandy? My, well, so I am a little bit part, so and I'm looking at the list because it's hard for me to choose. Uh, so Rich and Maple is a, um, uh, Kate Cook used to work at Founders. And so uh, she, she left to pursue her dream to make these candles. They are the best smelling candles. They completely fill the room. So I love that. And then Mokayo Chocolates is one that I frequent. It's a, it's a very guilty pleasure for me. Um, I, it's a good way to get the kids out of the house and sneak a hot chocolate to them. Mom doesn't love that, but the chocolates <laughs> are so good. Um, so it is a bit of a guilty pleasure for me. Oh, um, is, it, it's a great pleasure. What are you talking I, about? Those no, are it is. It is a great pleasure, but it is. <laughs> it's very simple, I think. I don't know. Cool. I'm, in, I'm personally really intrigued by the, the nickel, I don't know how to say it, Nicolades knives, Nicolades knives. Because I'm a chef, yeah. so I'm like, oh, those sound really cool. <laughs> they are extremely high end. Um, so it was, a, it was a little bit out of my price, but they did really well through the sale. And yeah, I would love one of their knives because um, they just look amazing. It's, it's, almost like, it's almost like they're so beautiful, you don't want to use them. <laughs> they're stunt knives. You just put them out on display. And <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, like we mentioned earlier, um, People can nominate other businesses, other crafts, people across Michigan. And how yep. do they go about that process, Sandy? I think one of the easiest ways to do that is to directly, to direct message us on social media. Um, reach out that way. We've had a number of people do that. And that's where we found a lot of the businesses that we've supported. Um, and we encourage any brewers as well who um, we have not, who, if you haven't heard from us, please reach out that way as well. I like it. Well, if people want to get more information about the Crafted in Michigan program, Sandy, where should they go? They can go to foundersbrewing.com. Um, they can also just go to our social media page. Um, we have a number of posts there that explain the Crafted in, the hashtag Crafted in Michigan campaign. Um, so yeah, you have two, two avenues there. I like it. Well, if you want to uh, learn more about this great program, Crafted in Michigan, brought to you by Founders Brewing Company, we're going to be bringing a series of stories and podcasts to you over the next few weeks. So if you want to learn more, head to mlive.com.